Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Norma. And we're Black, Black Girls, Girls with Accents. So, welcome back. Hi, everyone. So, thank you to all who participated in our little survey. It was nice to see the feedback and we will continue with these surveys until we're done with this mini series yes the polls is the other are the answer, answers interesting i didn't get a chance to peek <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i'm just happy that people are participating i mean people have mostly just kind of left it to delks uh delks who i don't know if that's one of your people normally yes um, he is he yeah. engages a little bit more um okay but uh yeah we'll continue to to put out these polls i think it's a fun thing to do just a different way to engage our listening audience so yes. um i'm sure you're all still watching and <laughs> it's funny because my husband was having a conversation today in the car with another friend who's a writer actually and they were talking about it. The friend brought up, oh, are you watching it? And then I was able to chime in and say, well, actually. And so from a male point of view, maybe I should, maybe we should have one of them on because it would be interesting to have the conversation yes. with a male voice as part of the conversation. Maybe we should have doubts on because that's one of the reasons I'm kind of, because we lost watching shows the same as me also. And so... Good. Let's we have some options of males to drag on here and they had some interesting things to say. It was actually a short but good conversation and um I knew that we were doing this today. I don't know if either of them will listen to the podcast, but I knew we were doing this today and um yeah, it just got me thinking about the grey areas, right, of consent, especially yes. in especially in episode six. I was like, yes. what? And then just kind of the scent for me, and I'm going ahead, but Arabella, do you really know? Do you really know? You know, for me. Yes. For me. Um, Episode five and Yeah, Theodora, six? yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Theodora is a little bit sus for me, but anywho. So let's, um, so let's move on. Yeah, let's delve into episode five and six, everyone. We're doing five and six today. Um, and kind of to repeat what Tracy said, though, many mixed emotions at a, at a lot of times, actually. <laughs> I was surprised at how often I was like, oh, my, we're like during the week, I kind of thought about it again. I'm like, well, is this because of uh, how I was raised or society or should I? There's a lot to, lot yeah. to quote, quote, unpack, as they say. So I don't know if you want to enter. Enter. I don't know if you want to start with Zane. If you want to think about um, um, what happens with yes, Carabiaggio. I mean, he's already not. Uh, no, Zane for me because okay. right. he's on. He's on my list. I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I didn't like him from the moment I met him or that we met him. So that was already interesting. Right. And then. Um, what was intense about it for me about the episode? So what we're uh, discussing, everyone, is the fact that um, there's going to, in this episode, this is episode five, there's, um, they go, they're going to have a summit, a writer's summit. And um, the, f the friends or um, somebody close to them of the writers will read an uh, excerpt, have I said it correctly? Yeah, and this is a very big moment. 
yeah, it's a big moment. And, and uh, oh, yeah, Terry, oh, yes, well, it's Terry's big moment as an actress to read a piece of her best friend's work um, and and stand in front of an audience. And um, at the same time, this was, this is also, this will also be a moment for Zane, who's also an, an upcoming writer, a little bit more established, but also upcoming writer. Um, and so we see during the episode, we do know that Arabella is already kind of pondering on what happened between her and Zane. So even though this is the person that she continued to sleep with after the initial hey, I took the condom off, let's go get plan B. And um, so they did have intercourse several more times after that with consent. She pondered over the fact when she gets a snippet of a a podcast, I believe, that tells you that taking the condom off is a rape. And, 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 And then there's similarities in the sentences that I said, like, oh, you didn't feel it? Like putting the responsibility on the female. Um... And so uh, we see them. And then throughout the episode, you also see her kind of getting confirmation from other females saying like, well, we know that he's, uh, you know, he has a past, he has a history. Yeah, he has a history. So just as a a refresher, what happens is in the midst of their intimate encounter, he he removes the condom. She is unaware after everything is said and done there's some questions about oh where do i discard and then he's like oh what oh i took it off didn't you know and in that moment she 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 does feel a way about it she is a little bit she's a she's miffed by it but more concerned about pregnancy and so her yes. mind goes into okay let's take care of this she's she's pissed off but her mm-hmm. mind goes into let's take care of this ASAP. All right, you have to. You're going to need to buy you like the responsibility. The onus is on you. We'll have to buy me a plan B to ensure that I'm safe. And then she's fine with him because she doesn't realize what's happened. I mean, she's not thinking about it any longer as that a violation angle. Yeah. until mm-hmm. she. And it's a, the minute she. It's like something clicks for her. The minute she hears that little snippet on the podcast about has your partner ever removed condom without consent then she's like oh wait it's at that moment there's a realization that wait something happened i was violated something happened without my consent he was devious in his action because when he says it he's like oh didn't you know but however it's not a hundred percent clear if from his perspective he wouldn't see it as a violation Yes, I was going to say, he says it a bit smirky, like he says it a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, when she let, tells him that she has been raped before, I feel like that's the first moment that I could tell that he kind of took his own behavior a little bit more seriously than he did be, before that statement. But I doubt I saw that any a, man... I saw a worry... In his, um, I doubt that any man who removed a condom would think that he he would know no. that it was out of line, but he wouldn't. Yeah, and I could be wrong, so the men can chime in if you're listening. But I doubt that most men would equivocate the removal of a condom as a sexual violation. 
it is a sexual violation. They wouldn't yeah. label it rape, right? That's yeah. not... I don't think Zane in his mind thought he had raped her. Yeah, that's that's what stood stood with me. And even uh, when she said like the the ways, the, the you know, like okay, yeah, sorry. So I'll explain what I'm speaking about, everybody. Mm-hmm. So she gets on stage, and on stage, Arabella reads her own piece, and instead of reading her own piece, she decides to out Zane publicly. And saying he he's a rapist. Well, it's happened. And then wait, she back up. It happens a little before that. So she has to go to a meeting with mm-hmm. her editor. So she's been working with like I guess associate editors, and then the main uh, managing editor, a publisher. She has to meet her. And she's a black woman, and she's all in awe because here's yes. a high-powered woman, together woman. She's you know she can't like hide anymore. This kind of behave irresponsible behavior unprofessional behavior and zane is there and she says very bluntly oh you know haven't you heard you know i was raped and and of course well her editors who know are kind of mincing words and not you know using euphemism but she says it and a woman is shocked at first but then it becomes like kind of this weird effort to capitalize off of this pain yes. which is which was gout yeah but in that yeah. she says they raped me and then it's remember yes and then it's like what and did it's you so say awkward yeah yeah like what yeah so she says it prior to going on stage and i yeah. think what so then so you so yeah so anyway just to jump in there because she's, she's she's already in her mind and i just want to say one more thing the immediately once she reads that podcast and and for her makes the connection of what's happened and uses the language and articulates that language she leaves the house immediately no shoes on yes you know, pajamas and then in his shirt yeah and I'm then not she goes to like yeah. a shop and buys some different clothes and what's most telling is she removes the wig Yes. And we know what hair symbolizes, right? It's oftentimes cutting hair, coloring hair, doing something with hair um, can often indicate a moment of change. And for her, the wig is, you know, the wig is, it's a pink wig. Almost like a, yeah, I feel like it's almost a hiding place. And at the same time, uh, please help me see me place. Like a prop. And by taking off the wig she kind of lays herself bare, naked, exposed. Yeah. And she's not, she can't hide behind the kind of carnival-like, clown-like. It's not yeah. like, it's not clownish. It is quite glamorous and Just cute. loud, but but just loud, but distracting yes. from what you really should look at. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have any of that now. So now she's just bare, right? And mm-hmm. so I think that she's getting stronger each day and she's, using her voice i mean she's getting stronger in one sense but also still kind of crumbling uh in another sense so when she gets up on that stage and she only goes to the stage because terry who's been given her one shining moment at the last second has a panic attack and can't go on so arabella's in the audience and then she begins to see visions of the guy the white male who violated her and she knows she has to step in because terry's you know, melting in the sideline. And so she gets up and we assume she's about to get up and read her piece. And then that's when 
to pick up from what you were saying. So sorry for Say, yes, no, it's fine. No, it's good. It's good because I, I feel like you know I get in the emotion of it all, and and then I jump to where I am, and I ha- in my head. So I like that you. That everybody's on the same page. You guys know where we are in the story. Uh, what happens is the reason why I got like that emotional like jolt in that moment when she's when she has this speech. As I'm watching it, or even like when I think about it again, my initial thought was like, "Oh, but you slept with him afterwards, or you, you like, you were fine with it after it happened that you knew the condom was off." And then I had to like interrupt my thought and my feelings and say to myself, "Oh, but she just stated, state, stated why it's rape. So therefore, it's rape in the law. It's a law. It's it's written. It's and." But I, I, it's, it stayed with me that I had to do that. That was not my initial thought. Like, oh yes, he raped her. Like, and then I was like, also in my, like as the days go and I think about stuff, especially because you know we're prepping for the podcast and stuff. I realized that I, um, my rape idea must be based on like movies or horror stories. Like, everything seems like it will be like super violent and super like um like in intense or stranger um but it's 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 uh how do you say that right it's it's an it's an odd thing because um it i have my own experience so i know it's it's often it it's the truth it's often somebody that you know it's often some so I, it's it's interesting how your your brain I don't know if it's out of protection or just like or a, um, a commune when everybody kind of has a similar thought about something mm-hmm. um, then and so I I realized that like I hold on to the common thought when I know I know that that's not the way it really goes about. And so it's, it's been an interesting uh, feeling to have to honestly throughout the show. Um, because even if we pick up, uh, with, uh, a a similar feeling is happening for me. And that's when I realized like, this is because we are told a certain thing about what consent and rape is. Um, and it's, I think, also the reason when I, back in the day, had a had a different view on on what happened to me personally. Even though I don't want to hammer on that, but right. I I realized that those two things are happening um, while I go over um, when I watch the show. And so that moment when she clearly states like condom removing under this blah 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 is rape, and that's what he did. And I, and I was like, and that's really all we need to know. Right. Let me just say, yeah. <laughs> say two things. And I think we'd be irresponsible if we did not say that um, if you are a person who this is triggering things for you, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's stressful that um, there is support out there. For example, you can contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Uh, this yeah. is 24-7 at uh, 1-800-656-4673 if you're in the United States. Um, and also to give a definition, um, and there are many definitions, but this is one, that the penetration, no matter how slight of the vagina or anus with any body part or object or oral penetration by a sex organ of another person without the consent of a victim is defined as rape. 
um, and in the in the and that comes from um, um, that comes from Susan B. Carbon, who's director, who was the director of the Office on Violence Against Women. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm yes, much thank like you for that. much like you. I also, and I this was a conversation I had a little bit today about how vague things are for males because. I would say over, over the last 20 years, there's been a lot of sexual education around mm-hmm. consent. And um, for a long time, the the discourse was no means no. So, okay, checkbox. Okay, I know if a woman says no, mm-hmm. if <laughs> struggling, it means no. Or um, be cautious, especially for the college age people that um, while, a, you know, it's very difficult for a drunk person to consent to sexual activity because they're drunk and can't mm-hmm. make rational decisions so um men and women and and non-binary people understand that right that's at its baseline um mm-hmm. and in this particular situation and again with Kwame as we see um with Zane I didn't I knew it was out of order for him to remove the condom, but I and I knew it was a violation, but I didn't. In my mind, I would never have labeled that as rape because that's not. It doesn't match the definition. It's not synonymous with what I've been taught. So I know it's a violation, mm-hmm. but, but it's, mm-hmm. in my mind, I didn't go to that initially. Yeah. Um, and then when she goes to the precinct, and um, you no, know, when she looks at the language on the podcast and goes to the precinct, then I'm like, oh. And I thought a little bit mm-hmm. differently about it. And you can't negate a person's experience and how they feel. And, they are, and they are allowed to make that determination whenever they wish. But I do think for the other partner, they can live life not knowing or even believing. Like, they would That's be astounded to, because... Zane is astounded. I mean, obviously yes. his reputation, his family's there. This is a public forum. Yeah. But for the, and I'm not, you know, for people who jump on me, I'm not sympathizing with the guilty party. I'm just being objective. No, it's like what's shown. And I um, even had a worry when she did go to the police station that they were not going to believe her. I'm like, this, this chick just always showing up being raped. I was right. like, oh, this is going to back... Um, that was my thought. This is going to backfire on Right, like... That was my... Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, right? She took off the wig. See, the pink party girl wig creates the illusion that, oh, she's a party girl, you know, you're not going to take her seriously. Like, by the time you get to episode six, she's stripped all the way down. Mm-hmm. There's no wig, no, no makeup, True. her head is in a head wrap, like, mm-hmm. all that glamour and all that good time girl, all of that's gone. Right, yeah. and she's working on self. So, um, so in the midst of all of this, she's the police officers have matched semen in her body to DNA, which is great news. Mm-hmm. However, it means they need to contact Biagio, and she has been avoiding Biagio. He has been calling yes. and calling. Terry has been. Gently persuading her to consider maybe picking up the phone, but she won't. And that's the question. Why won't she? Why won't she pick up the phone? Phone. Yeah. And um, 
So I feel like that question is answered and I feel I feel like you touched on it before. So that was very right because he was going to hold her accountable for her actions mm -hmm. and blame her. Yeah. But at least to me, hold it, like I knew when you said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And so what happens is that she doesn't tell him that he's going to get a call from the police. So therefore, you know, he calls her even more <laughs> and gets angry. And he's like, what happened? And um, don't forget, guys, he's a drug, de drug dealer. So, yes, he doesn't. I, I know he's not going to have a problem with giving the statement. But, yes, he does not want to have contact with the damn police. So <laughs> when he does um, get her via FaceTime on her laptop, mm -hmm. and um, he's like, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of they're getting into his little argument. And then his sentence is, you have to watch your drink, uh, Bella, Bella, and she, of course, all she does is slam the laptop close. Right. But it it was such a strange moment because it's I felt like yes, like I wanted to say the same to, thing to her. So that I think it's it's constantly happening for me where that like yes, and then at the same time yes, but no. I know she didn't watch her drink, and I know yes, I agree she's supposed to, but no, it doesn't mean that somebody's allowed to rape her. Right, and so it gets it's a real. Um, for me, at least, an emotional um, uh, roller coaster, and I, I, um, I do feel that I often think the way Biasho thinks. Like, I, or like, I feel like, and as I said it before, like, I feel like he wants to protect her and just want her to like get her shit together, just like you know, like grab a little hold of a little um, accountability for your actions and things like that, and but out of concern, not because. That's what you get. Does right, that make sense? Like, right, yeah. right, 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 right. So as all this is happening in this kind of parallel uni universe, we have Kwame, who is oh, yet to disclose baby. to Arabella what's happened, dealing with mm. his own sexual assault. And so again, this is one of the wonderful things about the show is that she's thinking about sexuality and this question of consent, not just from a heteronormative perspective. She's bringing in the experiences of those of the LGBTQ I plus community and so Kwame's experienced his own sexual assault but unlike and so she's showing the gender divide and the homophobia and kind of the undermining of men who are assaulted right so whether they're mm -hmm. cisgender or or not um, but even more so because um, Kwame is a gay male but when he reports his crime he's treated so disrespectfully Mm. so heinously made me cry um, it did. he first of all he has the courage to go and report this right and it's mm -hmm. bad enough that he has to he's and only, I felt like he got that courage because of Arabella, Arabella. So but he's really, alone really proud but yeah, he's, he's alone. alone and Arabella goes with reinforcement he goes alone and it's great because he's taking control as you said but the concern Right, so you handle people with care in a situation like this. And he doesn't get the kid glove treatment that Arabella does because it's sure know, it because it's male, you know, is it because it's male? Is it because it's a male of colour? Is it because, you know, the intersectionality of it all? Is it because it's a male of colour who's gay? And then he's given a black male cisgender presenting police officer yeah. who yeah. is very uncomfortable with the entire situation and it's very unprofessional but it's very real 
it's yeah. to be expected. I don't think you're watching like, oh, how could you? I, I mean, no, yes, how could you? But I don't think there's any surprise here. And they're so dismissive. So there's a, a bunch of violations that happen. So in cases yeah. like this, you're sequestered in a particular room and the rooms will be closed for, comfort, for discretion, right? And confidentiality. The door's flung wide open. Um, when he's trying to recount what happened, the police officer is stuck on the address. And he's like, I don't know the address, but I can tell you, I can tell you the handle, right? Which was Horny Man 808. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And what's his name? He's like, well, no, it doesn't work like that, right? This was just a, what's that, Tinder swipe left, right, down? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. But, and so, but the police officer is pressing for these details and Arabella doesn't quite get the, they, in fairness, they press, but not yeah. like this. And so it's almost Wait, like. Wait, Kwame doesn't quite get no, yeah, Kwame doesn't. Yeah. No, Arabella didn't get this kind of pressing. Oh, didn't get the three million. Now, she true. did yeah, have no, maybe mm-hmm. more details to fill in. But mm-hmm. Kwame's like, I know where he lives, right? That's all you need to know, right? I've, I've come I here. show you. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, unless you can give me a name, we don't know what we can do. But that's the attitude of the police, the, the black male yes. police officer who's so uncomfortable with the whole situation. And as the scene goes on, you see Sh- Kwame just shrink. Just get yeah. smaller and smaller and dejected. And he knows and he's powerless, right? Because he knows they're not going to follow through with the same kind of um, verve yes. that they did with his friend. And at the end of this kind of interrogation, he becomes the person, the victim he becomes the control. victimized. Yeah. <laughs> and they are interrogating him as though he's culpable. And um, at the end of it all, he just kind of like, forget it. Because he knows nothing's going to... And feel so alone. So alone. I wanted to slap that police officer, like, like, oh, just just across the face. (laughs) The whole time, I just started, like, stewing inside and... um, you know, you get the sign on the door that says, door, this door needs to be closed at all times. It's unsafe. Um, people just coming through. And, oh, it just, yeah, it just, I felt such a knob in my stomach. And I just knew by the time Kwame um, like, took control of the conversation, I was like, you know what, it's all good, blah, blah, that he was going to leave without any, not even documenting this, this horrible um offense and horrible thing that happened to him and that just made me so angry and um it was just so um unfortunately familiar again and so it was it's 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 annoying that um this dismissive behavior is not even unfamiliar it's not going to be unfamiliar to so many people especially people of color i feel and um so I thought it was very well done, especially because the the police officer was also a person of color. Um, it's again that's it doesn't always come from you know like an, an opposite or not opposite race or different you know different races from each other. Like um, within your own race, just sometimes you're also like the hell's going on right now. And and that I felt like that was a very powerful moment uh, watching. Um, Kwame. Two black men, yeah, Kwame across the officer and them just knowing like this dude is not going to even try to help me. Um, right. Yeah. No prosecution, no follow up. Well, yeah. let me just, these, these are some stats from a couple of years ago. 
This is according to UKSaysNoMore.org, which is a site um, reports male rape, sexual violence, and sexual abuse. And um, according to this survey, it is, it is three years old. But 4% mm -hmm. of men, um, which is 631,000 male victims, have experienced some form of sexual assault. Mm. Um, and that approximately 12,000 men in the UK between the ages of 16 and 59 are raped in the UK every year. And Jesus. more than 70,000 are sexually abused. And I think that focus is so much on, on women, um, mm -hmm. which the numbers are higher. But I think this is an important um, part of the story to flesh out. And let me just think about what's happening in the US. Um, this survey is, is quite dated. This is like 10 years old. But um, back then it was if nearly one in five women are assaulted, one in every 71 men. And this is back. This, mm. was, uh, this, this is very old. So the, the numbers obviously are disproportionately um, lower um, uh, than for women, it's, but it still happens. It does. And then I guess this is, my, this is a question from, from me to you. What do you feel that dismissiveness within the race is about? Like, um, it might be a little bit broader question because I'm also thinking of like, how you know the especially now often the phrase like black women are the most unprotected no, uh, but you know like and it's very true to me so but um what like what what do you think that is about um is it because our eyes are trained in a in a western or a white way so therefore what they believe about us we believe about ourselves or is or is this something we've created within our own race because how come he needs to suck it up you know like how come that's asked from women how come in this scene in this particular scene i that's how i saw it that the police officer just was like let's suck it up like it, it couldn't have been that serious well, and what is that about for in our within our own well do you think it's because he was do you think that the statement that's being made here is that because he's a black male he's dismissive or because he's a black male he's too uncomfortable or because he's a black man like I, I, well there could be many things happening so it could mm -hmm. be because he's a black male he's looking at another black male and he's saying well I don't approve your choices mm -hmm. as a black male because black men don't sleep with other True. men I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be because there's a black male, he's saying, quote unquote, man up. So this kind of traditional definition of masculinity and come on, you know, was it really that bad? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's the big deal? Oh, what about You're a man, this men don't tell or men, don't men tell. are brave and men just kind of take what comes to them. So and oh, what about that, this one? what is that? Hyper masculinity oh, and all of that. So it could be that. Um, I mean, I think it is, she's certainly raising questions about definitions yeah. of masculinity and black masculinity. And we spoke about that, I could see, in a couple of episodes previous, prior, because the guy made the statement that Kwame is not this overly effeminate, flamboyant queen um, mm -hmm. at all. Um, right? I mean, I do, so... The, I want to tie this one in with something that you said. What about... 
don't put us to shame. You know how everything we do is group. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right, right. don't let me file this report because you you embarrassing us. Could, it could be. I mean, it's interesting. She, she. I mean, I don't know. Everything is done with intention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Arabella gets a black and a white woman, both sympathetic. But no, when Arabella um, uh, discloses what happened, the police officer says, okay, so you've been involved in a drug-facilitated sexual assault. It's very... Um, Corporate, or well, the corporate's not yeah. the right word, mm-hmm. but it's very. Mm, it's weird. Of, I know what you mean, but I don't know how to. Like the language, express that. yeah. It, it uh, it's just very um. Yeah, corporate. I can't. I can't find the appropriate language. Um, yeah. But she has a black and white woman in the room. He has a white officer first. Then mm-hmm. switch it to a black officer, and then a white woman comes in and just kind of like, oh yeah, oh. you're right, love, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's yeah. interesting, right? And and none of them really give him. Nobody consoles him. No one no. says I'm sorry. Nobody said I'm so no one sorry. Says, How are you to you? The last minute, yeah. I think he's offered water or something, but it's a very troubling, and we feel like they do they do a great job of making us as viewers feel the loneliness. And the shame mm-hmm. is made to feel shame. It do. And the shame, do. and the um. Because the police, the the male police officer, black male police officer, is relieved when he oh, lets, he when runs he's, out. Oh, he's like throw this piece of paper in the trash. Like he runs out the room. This, yes. <laughs> not today. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I mean, have to they, deal with this today. There's a lot of silence in the room, mm-hmm. and a lot of repetition. Kwame's rep- repeating the same thing, trying to get his point across. Yeah. I mean, he's really it felt fighting. so small for him. It really, yeah, it really made me cry. Right. I felt like it was so, it was so sad to see him so lonely. Alone. Yeah. But if the intention was to show us that men uh, who are uh, victimized, sexually victimized, you have to kind of go this alone, because up to now he hasn't told Arabella yet. Um, they, yeah. they do a good job of showing that. And um, yeah, it is It is very sad and, and painful to watch. So... Um, and I hope people take note, especially within um, their own race. Like, if you have, if you're able to be compassionate, or gender, if you're able to have compassion for one gender or one race, on especially on a certain topic, like be mindful right. of when you are dealing with your own race or your own gender, right? And try to bring the same empathy that you bring to others to right. those people. Good yeah. point. So, at the end of episode five. After Arabella, so okay, so a, a dejected Kwame leaves the station, and he, you know it's pretty clear that there'll be no follow up. Arabella becomes quite the um, breaks the internet because Terry, as we'll see in episode uh, six, has always been quite the. Um, she likes to be the one to break the news. Oh. Broadcaster, right? yeah, <laughs> she likes to be the the one to break the news, and mm-hmm. so um, she's the one to broadcast that Zane has. Oh yes, mm-hmm. right, like social media, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I think a live stream also. Yeah, like a... Terry always wanted to be this kind of Trisha Goddard 
figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she gets her moment. So while she doesn't get her moment on stage, she is able to be the one to kind of tell the world the yes. news of the day. And so this obviously um, you know, draws a lot of attention on Arabella and people know what Zane has done. And, you know, she can kind of hold her head up proudly, not that it wasn't before, but it's a moment of reckoning, right? It's a, a public moment that people know what's happened. And so, you know, her job is done. That If she can expose this person and everybody knows, then that will be one less person that has to deal with his mm-hmm. predatory behavior, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we move to episode six. And... Oh, sorry. I, on your last part, because I thought that you were going to go there. Um... And I'm also mentioning it because um, I wrote a similar scene in something of my own. And so I thought it was nice to see. Um, so the social media moments are interesting to me because see how Terry's all loud and flamboyant with it and all this posting is being done. And then did you notice that when Biagio says, you have to watch a drink, Bella, and she closes it, she takes some selfies and posts. Yeah. And... And I, I felt just as lonely for her as I felt for Kwame in that. And so, because I, I, I thought that was a very powerful mm. thing um, and that I'm trying to convey in one of my own script that people post and people selfies and thing, and at the same time, they can be feel so lonely or so small. And I, I, when I saw that moment, I enjoyed I Not enjoyed Yeah, I enjoyed it, but not in the way of, like, happiness. But, like, I, I was glad that she showed how it was affecting the way she was using in the social media was a was an outcry yeah. to me. But well, I know that the picture didn't seem because it's a lot of peace and a lot of cool. Yeah. And so I was like, it seems strong, but this person was very broken. Well, it's a performance, right? She's gone back to the yeah. performance. So no wig, she's exposed, but she's yeah. gone back to this performance. Um, yeah. Well, as time goes on, though, she's still struggling, and that's made apparent in episode six where she gets some help and Kwame unbeknownst to both right is still is struggling too both of them are kind of again mm-hmm. parallel and Terry's concerned and she's telling Kwame you know um Arabella's really vacant and she seems off and Kwame just kind of yeah well maybe she's just texting someone yeah well like not like not responding right um because he's got his own stuff going on she doesn't realize that um but while they're worrying maybe they need not worry as much because she actually has sought help and that she goes to uh, a survivor support group and it's interesting because the group that she decides to attend i don't know if it's just happenstance is run by a high school classmate with a friend a classmate and um, this classmate is, she's quite the big presence, I'll say mm-hmm. that, right? A very, uh, kind of a very strong-willed person. And we mm-hmm. get, we, we, it, we the episode kind of veers into this different story told from the perspective of this um, support group leader, Theodora. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, there's so much going on. So it's, it's questions about, obviously, we are, not obviously, in this episode, it's told from the perspective, of, in a flashback, 
And so you yes. get the perspective of these children who have their own ideas about sexual violation and their own ideas about race and their own ideas about um, interracial, well, I wouldn't say relationships, but interracial um, sexual encounters. Encounters, yeah, um, for, their age, for that age group. And their own kind of resentment about white women really interesting especially in terms of what's happening right now and how it connects yes. with long history of what white women how they wear their privilege and yes. how they can you say rape um um and what that does in terms of questioning their own legitimacy when things happen right because um there is a there is a violation here yet again, but still like this kind of um, questions. Still lots of questions. Yes. Still lots of questions. Still lots of questions here. So, um, to kind of explain what happens, so Theodora, the group leader, flashback. She's a young girl, has some tension at home with her mother, in part because we're not quite clear. But in part because it seems as though the mother had a volatile relationship with the father, the biological father. Mm -hmm. The mother has remarried. The stepdad is a lovely, charming, meek man. And Theodora is a teen, a snarky teen, but a resentful snarky teen who feels as though her mother has used her to um, kind of banish the father from the household. And the mom has pursued a richer man so she can have the comforts of life. And Theodora was yeah. made to lie and say that the dad sexually abused her. I don't know that they ever... They don't say sexually abused, but it's it's implied there was some kind of molestation, right? Is it? Did they say incest? I don't... I'm not, yes, that's what the mom... Okay. Made. So it's not... That's what she... This is what Theodora says her mom made her say. So it's actually never clear if she was actually... She said she was molested, but lies for the mom. Yeah. It made her say oh. it. Made her say yeah. it. That's what she... That's, that's what, what Theodora says. says. But the episode... The episode... And that actually comes later. The episode, as it builds... It make it presents an encounter that makes you question Theodora, and well, in one part it makes you question Theodora, and whether or not she's a credible source of information. Yes. And at the same time, it it helps you to understand Theodora, and why she allows not allows but why she why she's in situations where that weird she numbness. is I, yeah, she made me think of that phrase hurt people hurt, hurt people. people yeah I, she yeah. uses sex as a way to just kind of a way to as a backlash as a way to cope as a just kind of the way people use food or abuse drugs or it seems though that's what she's doing because of what has happened at home so yeah. in this flashback, she goes to school. She meets this boy who happens to be black. They have us find a secret room. They're having intercourse, sexual intercourse. They it pull... does seem like she they, she genuinely likes him. It does seem it before does the end. Yeah, seem like she's she the one leading him to this right place. But then we learn he's not place. the first 
guy that she slept with. And it was wouldn't be uncommon for a young girl yeah. to experience her sexuality. Yeah. But um while they're in the midst of the sexual encounter, he pulls out his phone to take pictures. And she's like, So this is the you know, this is the violation part. What are you doing? And she does not consent to that. She's not okay with that, right? It makes mm-hmm. her feel small. Much like the Terry thing all over again. Yes. And then he's like, oh, well, you didn't have any problem when some other guy. So-and-so and so did it. And yeah. she, like, kind of to save face is like, well, fine. Well, you're going to pay me. Pay me for my time. But I think it's more, that comes more out of being hurt. The, he says it first, though. He's like, did he give, because he assumes that the other guy gave her something. Oh. And then he's like, what do you want? And right, like it kind of becomes, and then she was like, "No, okay, well, how, me, how much you right. have, like, to, to twenty quid right. or whatever." And then, the, you know, like whatever what you have, right? Um, when you see her, because body... I feel like that moment was important. It's in that moment that she she flips her switch to numb. Well, to realizes me. that he doesn't like her like that, right? Because then yeah. he's very dismissive and offensive in his language, right? So his body language is like, "Ew, like, really seriously, you think I would want to really have a relationship with you?" I'm sleeping yeah. with you because you're the easy girl that everybody can sleep with. And she, yeah. in that moment, when you see her body language, it becomes transactional, right? When she's like, mm-hmm. well, fine, pay me and I'll let you take the pictures. And then he's just kind of like rabbiting on about, oh, my mom bought this bag for me. It has all these pockets. It's nonsensical, but that showed the naivete of him. Like he's mm-hmm. immature as a child. Um, mm-hmm. And she is, as you said, numb. She's numb. She's like, fine, you're going to use me? Fine, use me. I've been yeah. used before. We don't know that now, at the moment. Yeah. But she, she's been used before. Yeah. So he's taking pictures, having a good old time. And then after the encounter, she throws his phone out the window. He's like a dummy, like, oh, where's my phone? And then because this is uh, acrimonious, because she needs to... Um, avenge him yeah heard back him. yeah she cuts herself in the bathroom uh so she's bleeding out in class terry a young terry sees that she's bleeding calls the teacher teacher comes over go to the office she says um did i write down the boy's name that he ryan ryan that ryan mm-hmm. raped her in class, right? right? Does he say it right away? No, she said. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me look at my notes. Sorry, everybody. Let me look at my notes. Let me look at my notes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. She mm-hmm. says that Ryan had a knife and raped her. Mm-hmm. Terry can't wait to announce. That's what oh. I'm saying about her Trisha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't it's wait. About and, her. and the way in which these <laughs> young people, and they may be about fifteen. That's what I was wondering. I was going to ask you because 14, of... 14, 15. So they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, mm, probably fourth form. Because I was like, it should form. be the end of middle school or the first year of high school. I no, feel like that's kind of where that. I left them off. They're a little bit older than that. Yeah? They're about, okay. Yeah. They're about fourth form. They're a little bit older than that. So mm-hmm. they're all like, not like... Horrified. Well, they're, they're they're horrified, but they make sensational. Kind of like, yeah, like making <laughs> songs about it. And well, I they, was they're the desensitized. one. They're desensitized. The yeah, they're just kind of <laughs> desensitized to 
the seriousness of the situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And often, even, even Ryan himself in the office is like, wait, what? Like, you know, like, there's it's like no... Zane, but it's like Zane, though. Yeah, it's, it's like the same Zane, thing. Yeah. He's like, no way. She said yes. And, you know, like, he, could, he, he, in his mind, like, no, like, this was transactional. Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then it turns into this racial issue. Which is very interesting. I, I thought race and I thought, again, the gender thing. Both of them had me. Well, from a racial standpoint... Well, let me let, let you talk. Cause I've been uh, kind of hijacking the conversation. Go ahead. So, no, it's fine. No, I, um, not at all. I, um, so, from, from, my, from the scene that you're going into, which is where now the children are speaking amongst themselves, right? There's all a bunch mm-hmm. of gossip and it's, it's, it's this... There's a story for the day that everybody's concentrating on. And so I'm blanking on that boy's name, unfortunately. But Marcus. it's, it's uh, Sorry? Marcus? Marcus? Yeah, Marcus. Marcus. And so Arabella and Terry are speaking to a fellow schoolmate, Marcus. And he's the one that, like, makes it clear to them, like, I have these pictures on my, on my phone. Not only does he have pictures of um, the you know, interaction between Ryan and Theo... He also has his own from other occasions. And so without any type of um, uh, thought about what he shows those pictures to from other girls at school to to uh, Terry and Arabella, like there's no um, let me protect this person or whatever. And and still in that moment to me, when he says when they're like, did you show the headmaster? And he's like. No, I, I can't show him what I have on my phone. He he doesn't take responsibility. And it's the black female, Arabella, little Arabella, mm-hmm. says, send it to my phone. Right. And then the black women, the black girls go up to the headmaster to go save the black boy. Mm-hmm. That was in this in interaction. That was wrong. But the reasons for saving are not. You have to think about the why they why they say the why was race. Yeah, the why yeah. was because yeah, it there was, was no a white solid, woman. It was, there was no solidarity because no. she was a woman. It was solidarity with the males because they're black because and that speaks to. Yeah. So then I think it's great that um, here there's this effort to talk about the conflation between. Well, for black women, like black feminist scholars say, black women have to always choose between their allegiance to either their race or their gender, and they're inextricably linked. So you can't choose one over the other. Although in this situation, they choose race. But there's a resentment for Theodora because she's a white woman, and white women can have anything, right? In in this world, white women... And we just found out Theodora lied. Right. So... (laughs) Right. Um, so there's this, there is that resentment toward white women because of, mm-hmm. I mean, interracial dating. We've already spoken is... about this in um, uh, previous episodes about interracial dating in England mm-hmm. and how it makes some black women feel. Some black women aren't. Um, I think it's changing over time because more black women date white men or Indian men or whomever they wish now. But mm-hmm. back when we were growing up, black women didn't, not as many black women dated across race 
Mm -hmm. um, in the same way that black men did. And so what she's showing is that, I mean, Arabella has to be at least 20 years younger than me. And so what she's showing is that that same resentment holds true. True. Because... I also... I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought, uh, for me in that moment, I think my frustration be came from... Because, mm, first of all, that would have been me. I would have been like Arabella and went and showed. Oh, for sure. I would have taken that whole responsibility on and be like, oh, mm -hmm. yes, you can't do that too. You know, exactly, like mm -hmm. a black male, and blah, blah. And then second, I felt used. So I, I felt used for them. Like I felt Marcus used them still to, in a safe way, get his boy out. His fingers are not, like, you know, like I was like, good, you stay untainted. Well, no, I, I, don't think Marcus, I don't think Marcus had any, I don't think Marcus's design was show them and then they'll tell head mister. I mean, he... That's funny, I felt that way. I did feel that no, way. I, I felt he, like he, he was one of those type of boys who... Who, for, I, yeah, they, they didn't look like friends, but I, I was like, you have no regard for women at all. Oh, you no, just not used at all. Your, but he's, yeah. But why would he? But what, I mean, I think it's realistic to the character. He's a, it is. he's a, you know, 13, 14, or maybe between 13 and 15 year old boy. And yeah. for him, you know, they're so excited and, you know, they walk around with constant erections. And so... A woman is but just... But I was like, but you're smart enough to come and show me no, so that we can go you. and help Ryan. No. But you're not man enough to go and say, actually, I have this on my phone, regardless of the other things that I have on my phone. It was... So I, I, was I felt like they were used, even I, though it was from a simple boy's mind. I see mind. it differently. I see it differently. I don't, I don't think they were used. I see it as Marcus say, saying, no, look. Ryan didn't do it. Look, like this is this is what really happened. I don't think that he that he thought. Oh, if I show them, they'll 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 tell an authority figure. He, he didn't care less. He was just. I mean, I to me, his point was just to say, no, Ryan didn't do it. Look, look, I didn't see and, that. And at because all. he told them instead of going to the headmaster and saying, look, Ryan didn't do it. I felt like he knew that they would take on the responsibility and go show yeah. so i was like oh how but there's no just, but there's just no. always in your favor that's like i saw him like that type of boy like that that knows how to i disagree yeah it's funny no I, I when i saw it i was like Ugh, and i no, don't because like why you, would he, so why would he do that and not show pictures of all the other women not 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 um not i um, felt and i felt like his disregard was across the board as long as he didn't get into trouble, so I can share the juiciness with you, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my hands dirty for you, and that's right. what I didn't like but about him. By telling those girls, he put himself in the line of fire because I no, my, you asked me to hold your secret, which you know, which he no, knew they would do. No, because once he's told, like in any institution, especially dealing with kids, and because I know because it happened at my kid's school, once. Mm -hmm. You have those images. First of all, it's illegal to have those mm. images, right? Let's start there. But once you have those images and you're a kid and you go to a headmaster and they say, well, where did you get these pictures from? You can't say, oh, I'm not telling. Yeah. So okay. to, to tell those girls, put himself at risk because by them going to the headmaster, that could mean that they're like, well, who gave you these pictures? Who oh, gave Mar you these pictures? Marcus has these pictures on his phone and pictures of other women too. So... To me, I didn't see how 
he was incentivized to tell them because it could have meant that he was going to be in trouble as well. Yeah, I saw him as slick. I don't know. Yeah, and then well, so maybe because I was already like, no, don't help them. <laughs> oh, no, but, actually, I was different. Like, I thought like, yes, help, help. I, I actually saw it differently. I thought, um, I was actually surprised. Actually, initially I thought she just wanted the pictures. But then when they went hand in hand, I was like, oh, they're going to tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way that they handled it was also a little bit real, unrealistic. I mean, it wasn't just kind of like he'd just get to go and then play and then, I mean, it wouldn't happen like that. But then it's what Yeah, happened. it hadn't gone, cause it, the, the, because the headmaster says the police is coming, I realized like that line then didn't make it seem that now you're just back in the yard. Right. Like, you should be, yeah, you should be on schoolyard. You should, yeah, but the play out made sense right. like the, the walk's a shame and right the walk of you know yeah yeah so there's a celebratory moment between the kids well, yeah rejoicing ryan's freedom another black man another wrong black yeah. man is free kind of thing yeah and then there's the walk of shame for theodora whose mother that we really know doesn't get along with has yeah. to come up to the school there's to... also no parents involved and you know that that could absolutely right, not have right. been the case right. yeah to interrogate kids right <laughs> So the, 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 the Theodora's mother now has to come up and then the kids are like, and then Terry says, I mean, Arabella says, need, do you need a bandage or do you need a plaster or do you need um, mm-hmm. to heal your wounds? And, you know, they mean to punish Theodora for trying to destroy this black man. Right, and they're gonna, as you said mm-hmm. earlier, protect this black man. I think the yeah. effort here is to focus on the fact that maybe either a women are socialized because we've not yet seen a black man violate a black woman. No, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's coming. Yeah, I don't know. No, if that's coming I'm not saying yeah, yeah. I know, like, but like, yeah, I, I wondered. So if that, um, so is that to talk about socialization and how it starts from early? And that mm-hmm. they see no wrong, or is it to show that because other issues get in the way, politics gets in the way, a legacy of being invisible, feeling invisible when white women are present, um, or a legacy of white women being able to scream foul and everybody believes them and not the black Sorry. people, maybe and mm-hmm. maybe it's all of those things. Um, that, that I think that's because um, you're you're seeing it prettier than I was earlier. I think that's what I meant earlier too when I asked like, or what I was saying that um, sometimes I, I always say I question my eyes because I'm like, oh wait, is this because I was raised in the Netherlands? Is this because I was raised in the kingdom? Is this because I was a black woman? Is this like certain things you really question like, wait, why do I see this this way again? And um, it's happening a lot during this time, be, well, with COVID, with racial tension, but then also like during the show, it's, and then um, I think even our starting our podcast, like, you know, like talk, we started it before anything was happening. And then to, when we touch on topics, I'm like, wait, is this really, let me think about why I actually think about this this way and from what angle that's coming. And I keep, especially when you when we talk about grouping i keep seeing that these certain thoughts thoughts or um ideas really come from something that was like kind of 
fed to me from whatever mm-hmm. certain angle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of constant reforming of your, your own ideas and your own um, observation. Like, mm-hmm. what did I really see? Like how, I, how in the beginning of this episode or podcast that we were discussing, we, I was saying like, I, I know I see... I know that rape is not this one particular thing. Mm-hmm. Yet initially, constantly, when the topic comes up, I go to the commercial mm-hmm. idea of of rape, mm-hmm. and that's a very um, interesting thing we do with our to me that we do with our minds, like um, with the grouping and the and the, the general images. We do we do that to just I'm not numb, but just to. Um, give it a place that you, I don't know, honey, you, you know, like, because it brings up a lot of emotion and um, un, unsettledness mm-hmm. if, if you really have to um, constantly, you know, be aware and be um, be honest about how you feel about um, a topic or a statement, uh, which I think is healthy that everybody is kind of going through it. It's, it's a lot, but it's healthy. But mm-hmm. that really stays with me the, lately. That um, that I that I'll catch myself thinking, I actually don't know where this come where this comes from. Let me take a closer look at this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't know. I I think uh, we all bring up, you know, in a theory we talk about interpretive communities. Stanley Fish, mm-hmm. not to get all academic, but we talk about um, interpretive communities, right? And so that's going to be sh- shaped by your race and your gender and mm. your religion and your own personal experiences and what you bring to something, your perspective is shaped by all these other things. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of that informs your, the way you dissect the uh, episodes and what you bring mm. to them. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, that, that that's why it would be good to get a male, um, a different voice. Yeah, part of the conversation you might see things I have a couple of people in mind actually I mean I have know this like staunch feminist male feminist who I think would be good for conversation but it probably would be, be get it best to get someone who's actually not kind of like seeing things from our position yeah It'd be good to hear someone who from someone who is wrestling with the grey right it's not so mm-hmm. black and white um, I mean, I think that would make for good conversation. Even when um, it's it sure will. Even the even the way this episode uh, episode um, six ends, it's with Theodora makes a statement before group starts, and then the episode ends again with her making the statement. But now we know a little bit more about Theodora, and it's funny. I remember thinking like, I know that she is um, in the in this moment the second moment that she's making this statement i know she believes that that's who she is she's the woman who runs that group for these reasons blah, blah, and it's still interesting to look at her and sit somebody that's sitting there that i'm like um your reasons are dubious to me but Very. at the same time she says it so strongly so um that also like makes me think of like well how are you did you really think this through or did you like uh, how Terry's Terry makes a statement saying like a little pot to a donation, like you mm-hmm. know, like <laughs> yeah. What is this? Um, anyway, yeah. And so I, I thought that was very strong that we hear the statement twice before you know something about her and after, 
and and how that affects how you look at her um, Theodore as a person. Right. Um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's a big. This is masterful how they build that episode, and how they were, and, and again another a new character, and how it makes you like. You know, the, again, the gray area, you leave like, huh? I mean, for some people, there's no, I'm sure there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're very clear about what happened, even in Theodora's case. For me, it's just not so... Like, I understand why she, quote, unquote, I won't even use the word consent, why she, why she agrees to, which is consent, but there's coerc- <laughs> there's coercive consent, mm-hmm. and it, even though it's not stated, it could be that she knows he's gonna share her. He's gonna share her images anyway, mm. and maybe that's yeah. why she. Um, but even the cut that she gives herself, I I saw a lot of her things as like a cry for help, especially when like she ends on the couch with her, her stepdad. And, and he's like, she was like, you don't have to act like you care. And he's like, but I do care. You are in my care. I, I, I want to know what's happening to you. And then she does that whole throw her mother under the bus. And we can't tell if like her mom is upset because she is ashamed of all the lies that she told of her mom is upset because she's like, this child is so sick that I don't know where to start or where it ends with her. Um, and yeah, and she has, she has tears in her eyes at one point when, but she just sits there numb and watches TV and her little brother comes and sits next to her. And I, so I just, it, I did have a moment of, um, compassion. sympathy, empathy, compassion for, for Theodora too. Cause I was like, Ooh, this, this cut was a cry for help, but in such a, nasty way in such um well because she's young right that she's yeah she's young yeah it's young this happens to a a child and so you're it had to be also was that again uh, instant gratification instead of yeah um right and 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 i just felt that yeah people cut themselves you know that that is also and she misses her dad that's why her tears gone yeah Yeah, it's symptomatic of someone who's crying out for help so, but then, you know, what do they want us to think as a viewer, right? You built the mm-hmm. narrative this way. And, and so here's this woman who runs this group. And, you know, for me, the question was, well, should she run this group? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, but, you know, I'm, I, again, going back to you and what you said about the statement that she makes, it's a firming statement. And mm-hmm. I think it goes, comes down to, it doesn't matter how, how other people see it, if you feel that was a violation. And again, if, if you felt, feel that that's the point you've reached in life, right. that's where you are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because she, maybe she felt like he was going to use that to ridicule her or share that, you know, shame her or that maybe she didn't even really have a choice, even though they had that transaction. Maybe it was, you know, again, she goes through the motions of that transaction, but. Maybe what about that other thing that they call? Um, it's, it's, it's gonna sound silly because I'm gonna say the movie Napoleon down in my or Remember, they t- were talking about uh, it was suicide, but um, 
social suicide. Yeah, like the person yeah, was yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, yeah. that's what she made me think of because yeah. I'm like you. The fact that they know, like now the whole school knows. Yeah. That yeah. you lied, and it's such yeah. an intense. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like she never recovered from it. Well, we'll we'll talk about that next yeah, week. Next we week. We don't know. Um, yeah. But this this flashback was very interesting to me, and um, it, I I just to I love the way the characters are chosen so. Um, carefully, like if I would ever be able to ask Michaela something, I would ask how much time she has spent on deciding who's what, ra- what gender, what race, what what background culture, like what you know, like and how the um, how these people um, and how to put them together. I think it's like very interesting and amazing. Um, and, and- I do think it's oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-mm. I think it's something we do have in Europe that I realize we don't have as much in the U.S. Um, I notice that sometimes when I speak to like one of my friends, she's African-American. And if I tell her something about a person that might like have was like less income or um, or have like a criminal background from, you know, like I'm like, oh, I know know that person from school. I noticed that in the U.S. it might mean that everybody lived in a poor neighborhood. As to where, growing up in the Netherlands, we just, we like, the neighborhood wasn't necessarily poor or rich, but the, you just knew that this one family had shady members or, or we called them street people. Or we were like, oh, those were street people, you know, like, and I noticed that that's slightly different in the U.S. It's, it's it, to me, it was... Um, it, it, how Theodora is a poor or or, uh, or fam, working class family white person, but you could be at a school like where they are, where you also have working class black people, but also maybe a white more affluent child or an Indian more affluent child, and still all go to the same school. I feel like we have that more in the in Europe than than I've noticed here. Here, if it's immediately linked to every aspect of you, like your neighborhood your family's income, blah, blah, I'm like, no, you you can actually really just know a person because that's just their well, background. Like, it's, it's just not grouped together like that. Yeah, you just socialize differently there. It's yeah. much more segregated here than there. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Just the last point I would like to make is um, about the cast, as you were talking about how this kind of careful selection, and, and I, I agree... They did a great job of casting these characters because Theodora is like larger than life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's this kind of a larger woman and she's strong, has a strong voice, but then she has this, you know, there's a fragility about her that we see based on mm-hmm. her past. Um, but also as a show, to see so much diversity and not a forced, the sidekick mm-hmm. is black, the sidekick is gay, the sidekick is Asian, you mm-hmm. know, this kind of forced inclusion to make everybody happy the characters are believable and it's great to see a show like this so you're not like you're only getting one perspective one gender one race one ethnicity um class as you just said and that's another thing that makes the show so great i would like to again just give out the number 1-800-656-4673 if you're triggered and you need some help 24-hour hotline.
Yes. And oh my god, I'm loving the show. Thank you guys for like enjoying this uh this mini podcast. I with the we can see that you guys are listening along, so it's fun and um I'm glad to see that everybody's uh enjoying the show the way we are. And um and yeah, keep coming to Instagram. <laughs> keep yeah. coming doing the poll with us and leaving comments and um interact i really want to know more about how people are taking this in like especially somebody that's like are you guys crazy yeah <laughs> like you know like completely opposite or something else but um yes thank you guys for tuning in thank you and we will be dropping um this episode very soon so um uh, like norma said uh, just echo what she said yeah thank you really appreciate it and tell a friend to tell a friend if you like it Tell a friend yes. to tell a friend. Share, share, share. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.